This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Spotify, 9am on the YouTubes. If you want to join that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. If you want to join the PlayStation conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live as well as play games and record our other show the young and the wrestlers if you are listening to us on podcast service though be sure to give us a five star rating and a nice little review it's very nice to sort of share the conversation you know what i'm saying yeah definitely yeah but if you want to support us in a more financial capacity head over to patreon.com slash the pop culture where you can support us any dollar value no real rewards because i still haven't worked out what the reward's going to be I me mean, used to be recording it live on Twitch, but now it isn't. If you want to support us in a more once-off fashion, head over to popcultures.com slash shopping by shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Max, how are you, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. That's good. I'm exhausted, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been I a drove, I've, I drove f- five different hours. Five different hours? Yeah, they're all different. Not the same ones. Thanks, Dash. One take. Thanks, Dash. That's right. I mean, you got here late. We practiced before we started. Yeah, we, we did a practice couple before the live <laughs> went off. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've done like good old five hours of driving today. So uh, here in Geelong, where we're based, I drew, drove all the way over to uh, Hillsville for the Hillsville Sanctuary. Beautiful. Mm. It's so, so pretty over there. Like it's, it's like it's it's like living in the bush, but with like internet it's cool <laughs> fair enough but we saw all the animals and, and James loved it he saw some kangaroos he saw some koalas everything's all was just wet because it's rained constantly all day but no it was good fun it was really good fun fuck the drive though oh, my day was pretty good I mean I got up fed my child and she's like I want to sleep and I'm like cool I could sleep too so I had a nap oh, fuck you. she had a nap she woke up we both ate she had a nap I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty good. You're feeling recharged. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to because I'm probably going to be up all night. Because mm-hmm. she slept. She slept yeah, that's day. the thing. Because she's had such a rip of sleep. She's fucked. Yeah. Like, she, she's going to be awake all night. Mm. Which is handy. Because if you're up all night and she's up all night, you probably sit around and play some games. Oh, no, no. It's my wife's problem. <laughs> wow and now as we start the show as we do every week as does every podcast ever what have you been playing uh more kakarot oh you mean too now oh finally. i finally jumped into it so let's, have, let's, let's have a chat about kakarot now so big thank you to bandai namco australia for providing us the code to be able to play uh dragon ball z kakarot yes yes so i'm like i don't know two hours in not even because yep. I played it for a little bit and then I spent more time with dreams which we'll get to in a minute but uh, you put a big hunk of time into so I'm about, I'm about 20 hours in yeah uh, granted two of those hours I was stuck on one fight but, uh, sometimes the show did the exact same thing we uh, we got there yeah in the end well because so I'm a bit of a DBZ fan from way back but not like a really long 
Mm. big massive fan like i've tried to go back to it recently and it just didn't land look good it didn't land for me like i did when i was younger right yeah, fair enough. so i was hesitant about playing this so we we went out and we requested the, requested the code for you mm. because you, you you're a bit of a bit of anime dork yourself oh yeah i was i was keen so yes we did originally request pri- prior to launch but then our, our our email got lost in the thing and then got a, we heard back from bandai like hey did you ever get a code I'm like no like, oh there you go like a bad what a champion <laughs> yeah no it was good um it came at a pretty good time too because i wasn't playing anything mm-hmm. when we when we got the code so i got to put some solid time into it so i'm at for those who know their dragon ball z lore i am part way through the android saga close to the end so i've just met i've met 16 17 18 cool i do see like the the cell saga is probably the best saga i'm so keen to get to cell saga i'm so close i could feel it but like the stuff that they've put in this game like the attention to detail for the the story itself like you've got stuff from filler episodes like i uh the other night i did the the piccolo goku go and get their driver's license (laughs) and you do this little driving course and you got to not speed but not hit anyone but you're still on a time limit so you got to hit those checkpoints before your time runs out it's very fun nice that doesn't sound like that's so not fighting oh no but it's so good <laughs> so is there a lot of these sort of side weird so, things i must admit i have been golden pathing it i haven't okay. done too much of the side quest this was actually a main quest i had to do it to, to progress the story <laughs> i'm so glad it is it's so fun but the, the reason I ask that is because oh, even though we'll get to it, like let's get to it now. The main thing about DBZ is punching and kicking things. Yeah. How is the punching and kicking things? It's kind of because it's not a pure fighting game. Mm. The combos are all the same for every player. So you mash a melee combo. Well, I'm playing it. You mash a melee combo to the point where you knock them away, and then you special attack them. Yeah. And then you kind of just rinse, repeat that. There's no real overly nuanced fighting styles in it. So, yeah. So there's no mix of, you know, like uh, high kicks or, you know, sorry, punches or kicks. It's just circle. So just circle, you spam it, punch, 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 punch. And then I think X is your dodge and there's a a key attack or a Kai attack, whichever it is. Um, And then there's a... a, But there's... But like, um, there's no... There's no, like, you hold circle to do, like, a power attack yeah. or a heavy attack. It's just, you have melee attacks, you have ranged attacks. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And then super attacks. Yeah. So, it's very easy for people to pick up and play. The combat's really simple. The combat is tight. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they've added some great additions. I like the fact that you can block mid-combo. You're not kind of trapped into this, I'm just going to take all this because I missed the block the first time. So, I guess I'm just going to have to eat this 50-hit combo now. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that is a big thing oh that's so good yeah because yeah Rad, Raditz was doing cause like said, I'm still early days I'm still in the Saiyan saga so Raditz was doing his like big old blast thing you know I'm like and, like I got took like 10 of them like fuck and then I like put, put the guard up and then I was, didn't eat shits which is nice uh, I've I've unlocked a few transformations so it's really important to read and find out what those transformations do because oh. I killed myself using one of them what Hell. So so Goku's Kaiken yeah increases your attack 
but you constantly lose health while you're in kayakin form. What? And I didn't notice this, and I killed myself. <laughs> I killed what? myself. So I'm like, hang on, how to die? I didn't get hit. And then I read the tooltip. It's like, bro, you're losing health constantly. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, look, I've read- like, risk, risk reward. I like it. I just, the- I just wish I had have known that before I went. I'll in. admit I've not read shit right now. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, so in the whole time I've been playing, I didn't read anything. Because mm. I, was, I was playing it late at night, and I was just- I'm like, I can't want to read any of this. Say, Saying that though, and then it's like you get some token and it's like, here's a Z and there's always different where you, you want to put that token. I'm like, what the fuck am I putting this token on? Yeah, I haven't done any of the community support stuff yet. Yeah. Um, I have upgraded my special moves using the Z orbs. So in the world, pardon me. Big old burp. In the world map, you have different colored orbs. I think you got green, blue, red. Correct. And then you have the rainbow orbs and then you have the special orbs. So they're all there. You fly around, collect them, and they're what you use to upgrade your skill tree. Mm-hmm. So you can get your level one Kamehameha to level two, level three, super Kamehameha, all that stuff. Super important to do because otherwise you get to a point and you get hard stuck because <laughs> you haven't leveled anything up and Piccolo's hot garbage, apparently. <laughs> 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 Cannot beat Android 19. <laughs> um, it's so much fun. I really look forward to finishing it. I've heard fantastic things for stuff that's coming up for me. Uh, I'll definitely keep playing it. The one thing I've noticed uh, is that the the cutscenes are almost straight out of the cartoon, mm. which is I mean, really, uh, really, really impressive. It's, I mean, it's in it's in the animation style of the game, so they're slightly newer than what. Yeah, because what yeah. I like, what I want to mention, because uh, one of my biggest critiques I've always had about anime games or the style of games, especially with the, like the cell shading, is that they always look like shit. Uh, very rarely do they ever look good, and I think. Uh, Kakarot is kind of that exception Mm. like it looks better than I expected like the characters themselves do look a little shoddy comparatively the backgrounds look amazing the lighting's really cool in some spots Uh, but it's just I don't know how uh, you wouldn't want to make them look realistic because I don't think that would give the same effect are you playing with Japanese voices English subtitles or did you no English voice yeah okay cool I'm playing with Japanese voice English subs nerd (laughs) <laughs> well, that's that's how I'm used to them sounding. It's weird when I listen to no, them. See, mine's tracks. the other way because it because it loads up in Japanese first. I went, "Whoa, that doesn't sound like the go-. and boop." <laughs> yeah. And the second I heard Goku, I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and you're like, "I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back." That's really good. I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I'm thoroughly. My kids about to break in. Excuse me. Yes, buddy. I mean, the TV's frozen again. All right, you're gonna have to go ask mommy. Because I can't help you right now. Shut the door, please. I mean, this Thanks, buddy. Manners. He walks in, excuse me, I need help. The TV's frozen. That's true. It was very polite of him. He didn't, like, kick the door down. <laughs> like, normally. <laughs> well, yeah, so he's currently watching YouTube, um, which is obviously very dangerous because he could be watching anything. Oh, yeah. We've done that. We, we, we had, you used to have, you, he has an iPad, right, that he yeah. watches, like, Stan and stuff on. But he watches all those Paw Patrol. So I, forgot, I forgot the, uh, <laughs> the YouTube app was on there. And then and you wake up, he's like, I'm watching Spooky Daddy. Yeah, and he's watching this like weird, like still Paw Patrol video, but not an actual episode. It's uh, like it's like someone people deep- playing people playing toys. Okay, telling a story, but the, but what he loved about it because the other show that he likes is PJ Masks, and they combined PJ Mask toys with Paw Patrol toys. He's like, Daddy, look, this is my favorite. They're like they put all this shit that I like together. Gross, but yeah, Kakarot. <laughs> Kakarot's pretty good so far. Kakarot's rad. Like, I, my, my only issue with it is that it's going to be like 40 hours. <laughs> but it's enjoyable as it yeah. is right now. 
So we, 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 we quickly quickly touch upon this before we jump into anything else. So you mentioned that you got hard locked, right? Because you got you couldn't get through this one boss. How did you get around it? Do you want the truth? Yeah. And my mate came over and he's never played it before, and I gave it to him, and he beginners locked the way <laughs> straight through it. <laughs> I mean, he like, just, yeah, I thought he, you- he mashed the shit out of the dodge button, and he basically went dodge punch, dodge punch, punch <laughs> and he beat it. Brutal. Yeah. After me spending two hours constantly trying and getting so close, and like the androids are fucks, they're like, "Oh yeah, you've, uh, I'm almost dead." Energy drain. I'm back on full health. <laughs> I'm just like I hate this game. <laughs> I was getting so mad. I only threw my controller across the room. That's what I've been playing. Uh, what else have we been Played Dreams for a little bit. I, I haven't that? haven't touched on it since since Stream. we streamed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I haven't played anything since we streamed. Mm. So Dreams is rad. It's the, we'll get to that. It's the YouTube of uh, the YouTube of games. It's beautiful. beautiful yeah, else? Not really. Just you know, more league, more talk of. Lame. I've re- I have returned to Patapon too. <laughs> Once again, because my kid my kid loves Patapon, and like uh, the easiest way for me to, to be allowed to play games these days is with with my wife. Is for me to say, look, my kid likes. Our kid likes. Let me play. Granted, she's, she, I make it sound like she's a horrible person. She's just to play games all the time. She knows, understands that it's my job. So, so I'm just I'm like, look, James is playing Patapon. We're going to play Patapon. The problem right, right, right now uh, is I'm hitting that kind of same thing. There's a boss who just fucks my day up. And I think the only way to beat him is to go grind and get like other weapons and upgrade your Patapons. But I also don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually like I, ha- I had to Google it because the best thing about it being a remaster is that I just go back to old walkthroughs. Yeah, someone's already beaten it. <laughs> someone's already beaten it like nine years ago. I'm like sweet. I'm like, you need the dodge song. I'm like, what the fuck is the dodge song? So then I had to go and get this other song and then this other song because I just happened because I tried to go on path it as well. I'm like, no, nah, just keep rolling through, rolling through, rolling through. You don't have anything that you need. Fuck. All right, back we go, back we go. I feel that's not golden pathing it if you're not getting stuff that you need to <laughs> need to progress. Well, because a lot of it, a lot of the the uh, additional things require you to go and play the level uh, levels again, which I haven't been doing. Yes, buddy. You're also not wearing pants. You got to do ways. Okay, because I, I do, I, do I need to help you? Is mummy in the toilet? All right, everyone's learning a lot about my house right now. Do you want me to take you to the toilet? Yeah, Okay, you talk about something. I'll take my son to the toilet. Come, buddy. Good times. Well, now that he's gone, I can talk about all the other stuff that I'm Um. Jump, jumped into Escape from Tarkov. Fantastic for a pre-release game. I unfortunately had to go out and buy more RAM for my PC because my PC couldn't run it. Well, constantly crashed. was horrible. Put new RAM in. Perfectly fine. Everything's wonderful. I still can't believe he's playing Patapon 2, even if it's an excuse for his son to, son to enjoy it. Dreams is rad. Everyone should definitely pick that up. What else have you guys been playing? You back? Yeah, back. That was that was quick as. Oh no! Because look, hang on. Let, let me get, let me point out something. <laughs> My child didn't want to pee. He wanted to show me that his mum was using the bathroom. <laughs> no, go back to mommy. He's wanted to show me that someone else was using the toilet. He's like, it's not just me. Everyone does it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, 
What? When does this happen? <laughs> what did you talk about while I was out? Talk off. Oh, nice. Upgrading RAM in my PC. <laughs> Can't believe you're still playing Patapon 2. <laughs> Told everyone to buy Dreams. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Dreams is important. Uh, but yeah, Patapon, uh, was being, I mean, uh, I, I just don't want to grind it, man. Told everyone how bad you are at games. I'm so bad at games. That's the thing. Everyone like thinks you have to have like some um, at least minor skill to be able to do what like to to <laughs> review games. No, just make it sound good. Make it sound good. But yeah, no, that um, a little bit more GTA. That's about it, really. That and dreams. But we're gonna talk about dreams a little bit later. Right after this section, actually, this section where we call inform the players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation news. All right, PlayStation news for this week. This is- PS4 and Xbox One sales are worse this January compared to the PS3 and Xbox 360 sales in the January of the last year of their life cycle, so back in 2013. It was a disappointing Jan 2020 for all consoles in the US, but fascinatingly, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One performed worse than that of the PS3 and Xbox 360 in January 2013. This is pertinent because both instances represent the final January of the respective hardware cycles. Why then do current-gen consoles appear to be taking off faster than their predecessors, or falling off faster than their predecessors? Well, first of all, it's perhaps worth keeping in mind that this could be an anomaly, mere example of a bad month. Alternatively, it could be because more has been announced about the PS5 and the Xbox Series X than had the PS4 and Xbox One at that time. I think that's probably the biggest so factor. they kept it pretty, pretty hard under wraps from yeah. memory. Yeah, because... Uh if I remember right, yeah, it was February reveal event, then uh, showcase at E3, then release at the end of that year. Yeah. So the big difference here is there has been ongoing rumors and, and, and stuff for a little while. And on top of that, there's 108 of the fuckers in the wild. 108 million of the of, of like, who doesn't have one already? Yeah, and at this point, no one's going to be buying one who doesn't already have one that's not going to just be waiting for... Yeah, so it's, <clears> it's, underst- for next gen. it's understandable why Xbox has gone, because they've revealed the console now. Mm. Like, this is what it is. Here, here, Here's the thing. It, it's instantly more real, so people are even less likely but to I mean, buy e- an Xbox. Even though Sony hasn't s- said, here's the physical box, we still know it's coming in. Yeah, but it's, it's, that, it's that... For the general consumer, they've not seen it. They've heard of it, but they haven't seen it. Yeah. So I think I think that's the big visual thing. So once we have this reveal event, presumably at the end of this month, hint, hint, um, I don't know anything, <laughs> then it will change again. If anything, it may increase because people will assume the prices will drop as, for, as PS5 comes closer, but I'm not surprised by this. Yeah, I'm not overly surprised. Yeah, it, and like it makes sense for me. And the big difference here is I don't think neither PS3 nor Xbox uh, 360 were at these numbers. No, nowhere near. Yeah, it. so like the they they are hitting that that plateau point that that uh, saturation point where there's only so many that can move. Saying that though, I think it was like six million still moved over the last month or quarter or whatever. Yeah, I mean, X amount of window of time it was, which is like PS4s. Oh, sorry, that's still impressive. Like that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Plus, I was also, you know, there are people that I do know that haven't bought one yet that are considering it now. So that will still happen. But six mil is nothing to joke about. Uh, the other big feature that both upcoming consoles have, of course, will be backwards compatibility, whereas the 360 and the PS3 did not. Correct, Amundo. So that's, pretty, that's one of the other things as well. They're like, well, if I, if I haven't bought a PS4... No, no, that's, that's always one of my biggest hatreds. Like, 
you know, should I buy a PS4 now? It's like, dude, it's seven years in. Why the fuck have you not bought one? If you give, if you give that much of a shit, you would have already bought one. Like, well, should, I, should I just wait to PS5? Like, you know what? Fuck, wait to PS6. <laughs> like, you waited this long and you don't see me too faced. Just fucking wait. Yeah. Wait to the PS8, you dickhole. <laughs> I get really mad at people on the internet. Uh, rumor, PSVR 2 planned to launch after PS5's release. <laughs> no, duh. No, duh. No one's releasing that at the same time. <laughs> the current PSVR model has been confirmed to work with Sony's upcoming PlayStation 5, allowing you to play current PSVR titles through backwards compatibility. A new enhanced device, which would take full advantage of the next-gen console, hasn't been announced yet, and while its reveal most likely won't take place for quite a while, it does sound like one is in the pipeline. Alongside speculation that Sony is struggling with expensive components for the PS5, Bloomberg reports that the hardware manufacturer has an all-new headset in at least the planning stages. Separately, Sony plans to release a new version of the PSVR virtual reality headset, tentatively scheduled after the PS5 goes on sale, the people said. It certainly makes sense for Sony to have a new device in the works to take advantage of the extra power developers will have at their fingertips, allowing for even better and grander PSVR titles to make their way to the market during next-gen. Launching the headset alongside a new home console doesn't sound like the greatest idea. However, we are we here at Push Square don't expect to make it don't expect it to make its way to the market until at least halfway through 2021. Full disclosure, we got this article from Push Square. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Do you reckon it'll take longer than 2021? Yeah. You're going to take longer? Or do, you uh, reckon oh, we'll, oh. or do you reckon we'll see it next year? I can we'll see it within a year. You reckon we'll see it I'd probably year? say holiday 2021. Yeah, um, I, don't think, I don't think putting out... Cause I th- we've spoken about this before because we've spoken about the rumor of PSVR 2. And we both came to the conclusion of no one's buying a $600 redo console and a $600 redo headset at the same time. It's uh, not going to happen. I probably would. Find a way. Look... But I'm in the. I, I'm not. Once again, I'm not. We are not the average consumer. Like we no, would. The we, average consumer would not lay out twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. See, for a headset. And a console we and we are enthusiasts. We work within the enthusiast press. It's best for us to then do that, right? It makes total sense for us to be involved. So we would consider it. But I, I, you're spot on though. It, it is unfeasible to put them both out at the same time, especially financially. Because if you have a look at even just the cost of the PS3 at launch, that was so expensive here in Australia. And then they wanted to add something on top of it with like, as an example, mm-hmm. like it, say, as we get into this more potential prices, pardon me, of the PS5, we, there, there is, it's expected to be expensive. Yeah, I'm not going to bury the lead on that on that discussion piece, but it's going to be expensive. So by adding that PSVR on top of that, that's just throwing like an unnecessary amount. Like it's very possible that people would then hold off and not buy either and save their money and then buy them both at the same time. Yeah. So you're actually hurting sales by doing so. But if you have it the year after, when when presumably none of the VR headsets have coronavirus in them, <laughs> you'll be fine. See. I know, I know this is early days. I know they're just rumors, but it's it's a little disheartening to hear that they're they've got plans in the works for a new headset, but they haven't mentioned anything about new controllers, new camera, or anything like that yet. Yeah. Presumably, they will be coming if they're working on a new headset. I just wish we were hearing more about that stuff as well. See, this is the, the, the and I know we can't have everything we want, mm. but 
Because the other, the other big problem... Really that, love new move The controls. other big problem that we're having is that's the pain of backwards compatibility, right? Mm. So whatever the new controls are, they have to work with old games. So therefore, the moves that we have now aren't really going to change that much. They're probably still going to use the same bullshit light, light tech. So what, what I'm getting at is PSVR 2 will have to work within the same like sort of infrastructure, for lack of a better word. You know, it's it's... They can't, and then go, look, we're completely rechanging how VR works. No, but it's fine doing the light tracking. It's and, not, actually. Well, it, it's not, but for what the games are on PSVR, generally, most of the time, light yeah. tracking is fine. Look, it still works, but it's not the same as a Vive or a um, or an Oculus room scale, right? No. Like, room scale is the best way. So that way, I can turn and look in any direction and I'm, and I'm not being hindered. Because VR is all about that immersive experience. If I slightly turn too far to the left and it's like, oh, we were covering your hand. It's like, oh. I'm, I mean, realistically, if they just give us more cameras. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> um, and the controller layout is not really an issue because we've been using cross triangle circle square for yonks yeah just put a thumbstick on it <laughs> put a thumbstick on it well since you've buried the lead on that buried one. the lead on that one ps5 price wars how much is the ps5 going to cost is the question that we simply won't know the answer to until sony slaps a price point on its next gen machine but an interesting new rumor suggests that the console could end up being more expensive than initially planned Rumor coming from Bloomberg citing anonymous sources, according to the articles, PS5 manufacturing costs may be on the rise because of DRAM and NAND flash memory. The components are supposedly in such high demand because of next-gen smartphones. In other words, Sony might have to pay more to secure a steady supply of these parts for their PS5. With rising manufacturing costs, Sony could be forced into a position where it has to bump up the PS5's retail price. The estimated manufacturing cost of one PS5 is around 450 US when taking these components into account. Potentially, this means that the next-gen console's price tag could be creeping closer to the $500 mark, depending on how much profit Sony wishes to make on the unit. However, Sony won't be looking to profit on console sales alone. Let's not forget that the PSN is worth an absolute fortune. It's entirely possible that Sony is willing to sell the PS5 at a loss just so that it can get the system into people's houses and continue to generate their huge profit primarily through their software sales and their subscriptions. Well, that's kind of what did with PS3, right? So PS3, because of its substantial cost with its proprietary cell processor, uh, they were running at a loss. They Every console up until, I believe, the slim, if possibly not the super slim, they were losing coin. Mm. It, just, it took actual years for them to start making money. And the advantage of the PS4, the PS4, they were save, they were making money on each console. Mm. And they were being, they were, was it 399 how much shit how much was it on release in america ah uh, no it was expensive here so this so in turn <clears throat> i do think it's very likely that that we will probably either be sold at 450 and they'll make nothing they won't, won't, won't be working at a loss they won't be making any money mm. and or possibly 499 which is not which is reasonable us dollars uh it explains why they are so tight-lipped about it and how all these rumors and speculation about them waiting to hear what Xbox are doing. When you are making, when you are just meeting expected price to cost, you want to make sure. Because if if they hear that like 
the Xbox the Xbox Series X's 500, they'd be like, well, we're going to go 450 then. We're going to have to. Or it's more of a, we can't go above 500. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what we're like, making. We can go like 480. It doesn't matter what this is costing us. We have to at least meet them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, meet or beat. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, no one's buying our stuff. The Bunnings beat it by 10%. <laughs> it's, what's, it's, what's your stance on this? I mean, they're gonna. it's going to be as expensive as they're going to make it. And unfortunately, at least a lot of the stuff in it this time is not propri- propri- uh, proprietary stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit sucky that smartphones are the cause of the higher chips, the higher cost of the RAM at the moment. I do think it's that, but I think there's external factors, like as we mentioned last week with this potential coronavirus stuff. So yeah, that's sh- supply manu- shortage. And a lot of manufacturing happens in China. So, yeah. You know. So I think, it, I, I think they're probably more willing to eat it currently because they don't have a choice. I think also after this, the, the fantastic success they've had with PS4, it's probably not going to hit them as hard mm. if they do sell at a loss. Same as Xbox, right? Because they have the, the pump of Microsoft behind them. Mm. The big difference is Xbox as a division of Microsoft isn't the big top seller. It and, and isn't a big profit maker. But for Sony, PS4 or PlayStation division is what brings the money in for Sony. And, I mean, so and going tough. from the news of, that we covered last week about Phil Spencer not seeing Sony as the competition, seeing that Amazon and Stadia are, mm. it seems that they're more they're wanting their software out there more than what their physical hardware is. Yeah. They just want you to be playing their stuff and purchasing their subscriptions. And you you know, if you get that box cheap, you're going to you're going to be paying for that games pass. Mm. Yeah, no, actually, that's a good, that's a good point. So that's actually a really good reason for PlayStation to be kind of scared. Yeah, like I don't see it hitting as low as four hundred. Oh no, it's not going. No, I think four fifty is 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 the sweet spot US price. Yeah, if, uh, they, if if it's costing them four fifty US to make it, I can see them selling it for four fifty US and being like, we'll make our money back on our first party titles. We'll make our money back on our mm. PlayStation Plus, our PS Now. Because even within two years that manufacturing cost will decrease. Yes. So then it, then there is like, hey, we're making 20 bucks per unit now, right? Mm. 30 bucks. And then in time, it's even more, even more. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure PS4 costs almost nothing to produce now. And if they're still selling them by the millions, maybe there is a little bit of padding there. Mm. But um, look, either way, here in Australia, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, for, for fun fact, 450 US is currently about $680 Australian. Because our dollar is hot garbage at the moment. Yeah, it's trash. Fuck. I do not want to pay almost $700 for a console. Look, I will. I mean, I will, but I don't want to. No. Can we can we put a place order pre-order in anyway yet? <laughs> no. Shit. No. I'm not paying no. it off now. The Prince has returned. There are only two franchises we want out of Ubisoft right now. Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia. (laughs) I mean, I'd be so keen for a new Prince of Persia game. The former's looking unlikely right now, while the latter's making a comeback. As a virtual reality escape room experience. Awesome. To be fair, Prince of Persia, the Dagger of Time, sounds neat. You'll work cooperatively in teams of up to four in a room-scale VR adventure, solving puzzles and manipulating time. The game will be playable in over 300 loca- locations around the globe, and due to the way it's designed, it's probably unlikely to ever make its way to PSVR. Of course, if you've been paying attention, you'll know that this isn't the publisher's first foray into VR escape room experiences, as they've already done two based on Assassin's Creed. The concept must be proving popular for the publisher, but hopefully it invigorates interest in a true Prince of Persia comeback. 
cool idea. Very cool idea. So cool. And I'd love another Prince of Persia. I threw this in entirely for me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I agree with you. Prince of Persia is cool. I really enjoyed uh, like Sands of Time and The Warrior Within and was it Two Princes? Yeah. The, the, the three of them. I didn't really like the three. The one that was on PS3. I love the original. Mm. Like that uh, good old side scroller. Ooh. I have so many fond memories playing that game. So, 100%. Uh, what do you want to see in a new Prince of Persia, though? Obviously, Prince of Persia. Honestly, I, want, I just want that, that 3D, 3D action platformer that, 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 it's, that it transitioned into once it moved out of that 2D platformer. However, like there's been so many games that have, that have delivered that since. What does it need to to stand out? I don't know. I I still haven't found a game that that's that I've played that's close to it. I like the, you know the combat that the, the the time rewind system that it had in a lot of the games is just fantastic. Mm. Being able to, as, especially when you can see what you did last time as you as you come back and you can kind of make small tweaks to the system, the puzzle solving that it has using the the time mechanics is just great. I just want more of the same in different settings. I just, I just want Prince to come back, man. Like, look, my demands are easy. Just give me exactly what you did before. <laughs> I just reskin it. I, just, I don't want to be in a desert. Maybe put me in a forest. So... <laughs> just slightly move me adjacent to where I was. Ubisoft had... I want Prince of Persia time cop. <laughs> Ubi- <laughs> <clears throat> Ubisoft haven't mentioned the idea of a remaster. Oh, no. Because uh, it was mostly EA and Activision that have been talking about remasters. Would you just be content with that if they just, right if they just made a, a triple pack? If, if they released a triple pack, I'd be okay with that. Do they ever do that? Probably. I think they did for this gen. Maybe. All right, why read that? I'm going to have a look. Why read the next one out? <laughs> the power of Disney. Marvel, Spider-Man, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order have been gigantic hits for both Sony and EA, respectively. The success has encouraged Disney to empower more developers to leverage its enormous stable of IPs. Considering the company commanded an eye-watering 35% of the film industry as of last year, it's little wonder it wants to dominate the games industry also. It was on PS3. They released a trilogy uh, 3D pack. 23 bucks. Oh yeah, that's right. I actually own that. I'm here for one specific reason, to empower you to real to do really unique things with our catalog, Senior VP of Games and Interactive Experiences, uh, Sean Shoptail told an audience at the DICE Summit in LA this week. We want to tap into the power of creatives across the industry. We want to dream big and look, fo- look forward to all the things that we can do together. Disney's strategy thus far has been to license out its brands to different publishers and developers, so it looks like it plans to do more of that moving forward. It may even potentially streamline the process, of course. The key to its recent successes have been picking the right partners and making the great games. Sometimes it ho- Something it hopes will continue with Marvel's Avengers and Marvel's Iron Man VR, two titles which were delayed earlier this year. The approach that Disney have taken about finding the right people for the right for the right uh, IP is tremendous. Yes, the, for the longest time, games were just shoveled to like someone like Activision or mm. some random fuck that would just make subpar movie tie-in games. I think having them separate from the movies is what's also incredibly important because that way they're not then forced to release it at the exact same time as yeah. that movie. Um, but then again, we haven't really seen movie tie-in games for like the longest time. But with the success of Spider-Man, completely understandable why they've getting this. Why, I mean, why if, this I mean if they want to release games that are based on their movies, give me an Enter the Spider-Verse game. Ooh. 
Give me that. Let me play all the Spider-Mens and see, Women's. See, the trick here is that Disney now own fucking everything. So when they say Disney wants to make more games, that could be Star Wars, that could be Fox, that could be an X-Men game, you know, because they're in Marvel. Mm. You know, like, there's a ton of different things that fall within that banner. And yeah, it makes total sense. Like, I, I appreciate them not having their own studio, because I remember they had uh avalanche that worked on disney uh, disney infinity like the little toys the toys to life toys to life game look the toys to life stuff is a risky move anyway it's you know especially for that time it didn't really work out but even for lego which should have done gangbusters but didn't uh i think it's much better to take it have it external because that way you as i said you, you can pick and choose and find the right person yeah plus their plus their licensing these must be astronomical. <laughs> oh yeah, they must be making a mint on on sending them out. Saying that though, like Disney have such a now as even with the as much with the Fox purchase, they have such a substantial list of potential oh, things yeah. to make games on. Like granted, Star Wars is pretty locked down with EA's exclusivity deal, um, but they can they can shop around Marvel, which they have with Square Enix and uh, Insomniac uh, and the oh, Camouflage, who's doing yep. the PSVR Iron Man. Um, you can even do Fox things like does that mean a Simpsons game now yeah we're getting hit and run too <laughs> fuck but, <that's, laughs> but it's possible man like if that if they are that adamant about releasing oh, yeah. games under that Disney that quote unquote Disney brand then yeah we may see some stuff we may see some Fox properties like give me next files game getting, a good one getting Super Smash Bros Disney edition Oh, Can you imagine how sick a brawler would be with like all the Disney characters? I'd be Just have like Ray beat the crap out of Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> In comes Jesse from Toy Story to wreck Ray. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be awesome. Actually, I'm you've, look, you've instantly sold me on that idea. Actually, <laughs> that's sold me that is actually a, a, br- <laughs> a brilliant idea that has probably already been talked about somewhere else by better people. <laughs> E3 has taken another hit. Ooh. E3 is not the juggernaut event that it once was. That much is becoming abundantly clear. Sony skipped the convention last year and it's doing so again in 2020. But if there's anything that truly points towards the show's decline, it's the absence of Mr. Jeff Keighley. The man behind the Game Awards has participated in E3 for an impressive 25 years as press, producer, and presenter. But he's not going this year. No. No, he's out. (laughs) Keely, who has added significant coverage to E3 over the years with shows like E3 uh, Coliseum, revealed that he will be skipping this year's event through a statement on Twitter. Sharing details in an interview with Games Industry, Keely notes... a statement? uh, Yep. Yep. Given what has been publicly communicated about plans for E3 2020, I just don't feel comfortable participating in the show at this time. This certainly wasn't an easy decision to make, but I think it is the right one for me, and I wanted fans to know this before tickets go on sale. Dude. Dude, he's just like, they're coming for me, and no one's coming now. <laughs> Dude, that, like, that statement is so loaded. Yeah. Like, it's not as if it's like, look, I've decided to not do it this year. Like, he said, because of what their plans are for this year, I'm outie. Mm. 
He also states, I absolutely, I absolutely think there's a way forward for the brand of E3. This is just my take, but I think E3 needs to be more digital, global, and inclusive in its approach to connecting gamers and celebrating the industry. It's not really about who buys a booth on the show floor. Anyone who participated in the Games Festival on Steam around the Game Awards probably has a pretty good sense of my vision for how we bring the world together around games. Kelly continued. Dude, this what makes this even more amazing. So Jeff Keighley has had an extensive work, obviously within E3, as he's mentioned. But he I also mean, twenty five straight yeah. years, and for him to be like, I, what you're doing is not working anymore. And he was involved with the ESA as an advisor. They brought him on. It was last year, the year before. To like, how do we, you know, reinvent E3? How do we bring it into this new space where you know they're they're seeing decline? What do we do now? And then obviously he's been like. As you mentioned, there's like Game Awards. This is what I plan. This is what I presume the conversation was. This is what I'm planning to do for Game Awards. This is what we do. This is what you guys should do. And they went, no. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, fuck ya. I'm out. Because like, why else would he bounce, right? Yeah. And like, it, the only reason I can believe is that personal conflict. Like, you if you brought him on for his quote unquote expertise, probably, and they then shun said expertise. Why would you want to work with that? And on top of that, the risk that he made is get DDoSed again. <laughs> but no, it is a that is a massively loaded statement. So, by what I take from that is, yeah, something's gone wrong. They've had a they've had a, a conflict, and he's left. But in t- that could be in terms of direction, because he's mentioned here that it needs to be more digital, needs to be more online, and it looks like that they are incorrectly doubling down at it being a, a site I similar mean, to Pax. I mean, he's a, right. Look yeah. at all the sorry. To- Cut you off. Look at all the stuff that. So, when the Games Award was running in December of last year, almost all of those games that were showed and a lot of other stuff that was shown. That was shown, sorry. Sorry. I don't look. Paul is a. Paul who watches the show, our good friend Paul James, big stickler for vocabulary. They were all playable on Steam. Yeah. Like, all of them were there available for everyone to look at and try out. They're not restricted to people on the press floor. They weren't restricted to people who were just there. Everyone globally could play it. Yeah. And that's what needs to happen. That's massive. Massive. Yeah, and but as I said, like But they obviously they don't want to do that. They wanna they they want to sell their booths and they want to make their money doing that. Because the the big difference here and, and you know, sort of reiterating what 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 I said a moment ago is like E three make their money on the floor. Like they make their money uh, I think it's fifty fifty percent or sixty percent of their annual revenue, the ESA, comes from E three. Mm. And that comes from people renting booth space. That comes from people buying tickets. It comes from people using their halls. So it's already bad enough that they're bouncing, right? Like as in Microsoft are there but not there. EA aren't there. Uh, EA aren't there anymore. Like Sony isn't there anymore. Everyone's pulling out, so that's less revenue for them. Mm. So it makes sense why they want to go this idea of hey, we're bringing in celebrities and influencers and and inline things to do and like all the really grounded shit, which doesn't affect most but, people. And at the end of the day, all they're doing is spending more money at the hopes of bringing in more money. Correct. And like what they need to do is like E3, regardless of it being in one location is a global phenomenon like it's a global event mm. so why not double down on that and granted it, it, even if they were to charge 20 bucks to have a small sampler of uh i mean don't give away two ideas they might charge this charge you to watch the stream yeah they could do that too <laughs> but you know what i mean but, but i mean that as in 
if that's what they do, and it, rather than just having the stream and then like incentivizing. So, so you would be okay with something akin to BlizzCon's digital ticket. Yeah, where you you pay X amount of dollar dues, you get access to all the stuff that would be on the show floor in a digital version. I would be down with that. Yeah, hundred percent would be down with that because that. Is, look, I mean, if it got you access to play the games that were on the show floor, sure. Yeah, but if it's just to watch the the keynotes, that would be, that would be an issue. Hundred percent, that would be an issue. Big thank you to MC Wallace four twenty, brilliant name by the way, uh, for the follow there. But no, with hundred percent, man. If I was to pay a small a small change, and then I would be able to have access. Look, they are going to make coin. If their mm-hmm. issue is making money, if they can they can move within that digital follow that, that digital space and still make enough money. And then on top of that, if like say if they seeing as they're not doing PlayStation aren't there anymore I, I give less of a shit mm. but if there was a time say two or three years ago when they did that big God of War reveal when they did the big Days Gone reveal and if they were like pay 30 bucks US even we can put you in VR anywhere within the ci- anywhere mm. within the cinema within within the theater I pay my 30 bucks and I'm sitting next to Shuhei <laughs> or I'm at the top somewhere. Yeah. Like they ha- they have pre-mounted 3D cameras that we just we watch in and we watch it as if we're in the room. Mm. That would be amazing. I know many many people that would pay that. We've saved D3. We've saved D3. <laughs> we- Two random fucks <laughs> from Australia have have said, but because that's what I think. Well, granted, their big thing here is making money, and that's totally valid because they are a business. Mm. But they're doubling down in the wrong space. If anything, it's just showing how behind ESA are, ES, yeah. the ESA are, because they are relying on such old methods within gaming. The, that the, the granted that window there was a window of time where that was it. E3 was the mecca, and everyone wanted to go there. But now, when you've got the likes of PAX and Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show and all these other events that are doing bigger and better things and on top of that delivering more to the consumer directly mm. why the fuck do people want to go to e3 anymore yeah speaking of packs speaking of packs playstation are holding up their word they are going everywhere but yeah, man. <laughs> so playstation are taking their stuff to packs east Sony may not be attending to E3 2020, but it promised it would participate in many other consumer events around the globe, and it's not messing around at PAX East 2020. The Japanese giant is showcasing a plethora of PS4 biggest releases, including... Yeah, I know, right? No one ever uses Plethora enough <laughs> these days. <laughs> Including The Last of Us Part 2 and Final Fantasy VII Remake. The full roster of playable titles is Cloudpunk, Doom Eternal, Dreams, Final Fantasy VII Remake... Gone PSVR, Last of Us Part 2, Marvel's Iron Man VR. Oh, juicy. I wish I played that at PAX. Last year, PAX, PAX was. MLB The Show 20, Mosaic, Moving Out, which is, you're looking forward to Yeah, that, SMG, right? man, Strain, man, woo, woo. I played that in like beta, uh, in like uh, beta the other, went, to, went to the head office and played it. Oh, nice. I'm so hard for that game. <laughs> uh, Neo 2. One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, Paper Beast, PSVR, a lot of VR titles here. Really good. Pixel Ripped, 1995, Predator Hunting Grounds, Remnant from the Ashes, The Room VR, Space Channel 5, Spelunky 2, Trials of Mana, Zombie Army 4. So, fair few newer titles that, that have yet to be released, mm-hmm. and a lot of bangers that are here. Now, already. did they mention these are all playable, or they'll just be there? No, they are 
This is this was the full roster of playable titles. Holy, they are all playable. Fuck. So hopefully these are all coming to PAX Australia. The big diff- <laughs> the big difficulty here is just PAX Australia is in October, right? <laughs> Almost all of these be released by then. Yeah, I know. But you mentioned there's a lot of VR titles. That's awesome. There's so many VR titles because the best way, like, you can. It's very difficult to, to showcase VR and in, as an incentive, right? Like, here's a trailer of what you can do in VR. Like, you, re- re- you really need to go face. Like, that looks really unimpressive. And then you go somewhere and you try, like, rad. It's like like Iron Man VR. Like, I haven't played it, but you know, uh, fr- friend of the show, but uh, buddy, uh, buddy, what almost said Buddy Murphy there. Buddy Watson has played it, and it's one of those things. Guys, it's one of those things you just have to straight up mm. play because when you watch it, it doesn't give it justice. And I think most VR has done that. I think you watch any VR trailer and you're like, mm. yeah, VR is really hard to sell when you're not in the space. Exactly, it's really hard to sell a 3D. Oh, experience. the scope of what you can do. A 3D scope experience on a 2D plane. Yeah, it's very rough. Very, if, very If you're rough. following following my words here. Well, yeah, because even like uh, uh, Farpoint, which I'm pretty sure... Do you still have my aim gun? I do. Ah, you're never mind. getting it back. No, I just wanted to know where it was. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to use it, but you're never getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> I've used it. I used it for Farpoint. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, because like, Farpoint looks really bland in a trailer. Until you have a spider jumping and then you literally play it, at your face. And it's a ton of fun. <laughs> so I th- it makes total sense why there's so much of that on the on the show floor. In terms of uh, uh, Last of Us, as an example, uh, Cyberpunk, I, I wait and see. No, no Cyberpunk. Sorry, Cyberpunk. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII, obviously they will be Final Fantasy VII will be playable have. because we played it here at PAX Oz last year. Uh, I, so I, I, Final Fantasy I played last year as well. So, like, though they make more sense. Same as Avengers. Avengers mm. was playable last year. Saying that, though, like, even for Paxos, they did say that, you know, Death Stranding was going to be on the floor. And they said that, you know, uh, Cyberpunk were going to be on the floor. But they were there as, like, videos. They weren't there yeah. as playable games. And I, I would imagine that these would probably be in the same space. Like, hey, where here's a video of something. Well, that happened to me when I went to PAX two, three years <clears> ago. <throat> I lined up for ages for Detroit Become Human. Mm. and I saw a sick video <laughs> oh no it was God of War actually it was God of yeah, War yeah God of War yeah. God of War should have asked me I would have told you that it was mad though I'm, I mean, I, I'm glad I lined up and enjoyed it got a poster out of it <laughs> it's not I actually I don't know where I put that the one's framed in the hallway <laughs> <laughs> but look if this is if this is what they pl- if this is how they plan to deliver the PlayStation stuff experience it if, if they exp- can, yeah within the next 12 months up until PS5 this is how it's done oh yeah this is how it's done it makes me so so damp in the front area for Black for Black Oz because presumably PS5 is about to launch or may have launched. Because mm. mm. like I'm my presumption is that it's late, like mid to late October, and Pax Oz is right in the middle of October. So either it's a week away or it's like right there. Quantic Dreams looking to self-publish. Cool. So Detroit Become Human developer Quantic Dream may have become a household name due to its collaborations with Sony, but the French studio is now planning a future where it will self-publish. As a part of a blog post celebrating its 23rd anniversary, the studio suggested that it will be looking to support other companies in addition to continuing to create its own games. It wrote, This new venture will allow us to make decisions in total independence and to address the technological and strategic opportunities of next-gen platforms. It will also allow us to help other devs by providing investment and development support so that they can fully express their talents. 
We want to support creators of original projects and help them in turn to achieve their visions and offer quality, groundbreaking experiences. The firm went on to say that it sees this as more of a transformation than an evolution, and that with its independence intact, it will continue trusting in the idea of making games that are different. Sounds like the future is bright, and we can't wait to see what they've got in store for PlayStation 5. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let you put your thoughts on the project right now. I think it's always good for a studio that's got a big name behind it to help other people out and open their doors, give them help when they need it. I think Quantic Dream games are fantastic and that giving them their own independence and not having to answer to someone else can only benefit them. They obviously know what they're doing. I mean, they just celebrated the 23rd anniversary. They're obviously, you know, they know what they're doing. They know their staff. Their games have been immaculate lately. I mean, Detroit Become Human was fantastic. And for them to be able to self-publish will probably greatly benefit them. Mm. I think the reason behind this is, is there is this big big movement right now, as we mentioned last week with Platinum, is for, for people to publish themselves. Mm. By doing so, that will allow them to maintain IP. It allows them to sorry, maintain the control over their IP and pick where it's distributed to. One of the big examples is like with Bayonetta 2 and 3 currently lock on, locked on Nintendo. Platinum cannot access it and put on other platforms. They're, Even right now, pla- uh, like Bayonetta, Bayonetta is coming out this week on PS4. Platinum see nothing. Well, mm. they'll get some of it, but they have no control over it because Sega are choosing to do it. The other good thing is it also allows them to spend the time that they need to take on their games. They're not getting rushed or pushed to release mm. to meet someone else's deadlines that's totally true because like when when somebody else's money is involved it makes total sense on top of that though with the recent backlash of re- recent controversies that the quantic dream were facing around uh around detroit well, it was more mostly around uh, uh beyond two souls do you remember mm. all this kerfuffle uh sony pretty much cut the cord they were like no nah. so that act but to Sony's, I wouldn't even say to their credits, I guess that whether they whether they agreed to it or not, whether it might have been a contracty thing, they have essentially given them back to yeah. Quantic Dream. So hence why we saw them on PC this year or last year. Yeah. And that comes from because most most other deals, if you cut that tie and they're you're a second party developer, the publishing rights stay with whoever paid for it. Yeah. So they were very lucky to come out similar, similar to Destiny, very lucky to come out on the other side with, the, with that in their hands. So it makes totally sense, total sense why it would be within their best interest to self-publish because then then if, if their controversies happen, they're not stinking up anybody else's stuff. I mean that as in because PlayStation probably chewed them the fuck out for that. And it's a, it's a total risk. Yeah. And it, also on top of that, I doubt it'd be very difficult for them to find publishing partners. No. From that controversy, I de- I, I guarantee. You'll, sorry, I, I may have reworded that, worded that incorrectly. I guarantee you, they'll have difficulty finding publishing partners mm. because I haven't forgotten about it. You haven't forgotten about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it was big enough to be like, ooh, rough. Yeah. So maybe it's more of a they've tried to shop around the next project and it's not going well. It's like uh, we sell publish now. But saying that though, as you mentioned, they'll they'll, they'll be, by being becoming a publisher that will allow them to help the little guy. They'll also they'll, and that little guy will bring money in to uh, help. It'll them. also allow it'll also open up their market because they can now sell to other consoles because mm. they were they the, Detroit was exclusive. Correct. Beyond Two Souls wasn't exclusive until it came out on PC, wasn't it? 
Mm, I think I think it was one of those things that came out one then later. Maybe. I'll double check. Maybe. But yeah. So as we alluded to before, the Dice Awards happened earlier this week. Mm-hmm. The Dice Awards Game of the Year went to Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, Duck Game. <laughs> duck Game. Best Action Game of Not the Year. Not Beyond Good and Evil, you fuck. It's... <laughs> beyond Two Sides. God damn it, you super Google. Uh, best Action Game of the Year went to Control. Adventure Game of the Year went to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, some outstanding... Yeah, it didn't come to Xbox. Yeah, I thought so. Then re-release exclusive. Then PS3 exclusive. Then re-release on PS4. Yeah, because yeah. I, 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 but yeah. then PC last year. Yes. The thing is, because I, I had this weird recollection of seeing it on an Xbox box, but obviously I was just wrong. So a few of the outstanding achievements uh, went to Baba Is You for game design. That was a great little game. Mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion won out, uh, got outstanding achievement in animation. Yeah, that's that, that's hundred percent deserving. Yeah, okay. yeah, I admit to that. Uh, outstanding achievement in both art direction and game direction went to Control, along with original yeah. music composition. Man, Control was so good, dude. The art direction of of Control is astounding. <laughs> outstanding achievement in character design design went to Untitled Goose Game with the Goose winning. <laughs> Go Goose! <laughs> Go Goose! Well, my son would be incredibly happy to hear the success of Goose of Duck Game. Loves Duck Game. But I'm seeing... I'm, <laughs> Honk says that. Uh, I am so honestly surprised to see Jedi Fallen Order everywhere. Because I didn't think it was that rad. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I loved it up until the end, but I'm not a Star Wars guy. And that was, that was like a perfect Star Wars ending that just pissed me off. But even on top so of that, like uh, the IGN Black Awards... IGN, well, there's an IGN mm. award things here in Australia, um, and yeah, Jedi Fallen Order won like a fucking ton of them, and I I cannot see why because it's finally a good stuff. It won again. Game of the Year. I'm like, select how the f- yeah, thank you very much. IGN select. I'm like, how is this Game of the Year? Yeah, and, and are they trying to just be contraire and be like, well, it's not Death Stranding. <laughs> Dash IGN is stupid. They have to be. Have to be. There is no. There is no way that Jedi Fallen Order was a game of the year last year. No. I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not standing here being an advocate for Death Stranding because Death Stranding was our game. Well, of the it's year interesting last year. because it wasn't. It wasn't listed in uh, the Game Awards game of the year because it missed the cutoff date. Yeah, and because it was broken as fuck. So I wonder if it'll win any awards this year Fucking when it's hope up not. against all these other big hitters. But no, like. <sighs> <laughs> I, d- I just can't see. I, I can't... Look, I, I, I'm i pretty sure they won, like, some sort of uh, 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 art direction for, like, Control once was art direction, which is totally correct. Because just the way that game made you feel, like, the way they showcased imagery in that game is absolutely astounding. Um, and, you know, it's just... Jai Fallen Order was not Game of the Year! <laughs> Let's move on to some quick bits. The Nintendo PlayStation is currently for sale at... at- time of me writing the news this morning it's currently sitting at forty eight thousand dollars with bidding ending on the 27th of feb ah should have got our bid <laughs> e3 for, has announced its first press conference limited run with the hashtag limited run saves e3 don't think it's going to no <laughs> uh there is a sweet last of us 2 dynamic ps4 theme out currently yeah and it's totally free so if you go to like any playstation any of the playstation socials i mean i have the code written here i was gonna 
Oh, I there you go. Copy and paste it in the chat. Just read, read, read the code out. Read the code out. Nine D E K P K N G nine four four five. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's it's uh it, it's actually triggered by the clock. Yeah. So the dynamics is of the clock and it's yeah. Depending so during on the, the day, day or night. it's Ali sitting in a forest playing this nice guitar and it's you know cool. But then the second night time's hit, she's hiding behind that tree. Bunch of fucking cultist looking dudes are like trying to shank her awesome the problem is i play games only at night so it's very less dynamic for me last of us 2 co-director anthony newman has tweeted we about to redefine triple a in 2020 yeah <laughs> apparently this is like uh, uh, to add to that last of us part two is apparently like red hot and ready to go mm. like as in it will make day speaking of red hot and ready to go neo 2 avoids delays and goes gold well done neo 2 well done well neo done two. Hopefully I die in less than nine seconds this time. And despite delays, Marvel's Avengers have announced all the additions. Mm-hmm. All of them. <laughs> There's like four or five uh, between both physical and digital. Wait, what? Yeah. So there's different? Yeah. Oh, my God. And all of them have different stuff. All right. So let's, let's like, have a, I want to chat like, about this big collection. Like the, the currencies and the, the, the other things and the... The this is not a turn, <laughs> trust us edition. Uh, well, have you seen Cap's face? It's dude, weird. okay, look. Let's talk about this big old collector's edition that they've got, all right? So it comes with a statue of Captain America, which looks okay from a distance. Don't zoom in, though. To be fair, he's holding shield in one hand and his mask behind him in the other. And because everyone's, like, uncomfortable on his face, it's not really the best idea. Um, <laughs> the statue looks cool from a distance. It's fine. Then it comes with a Black Widow belt buckle. Looks way too pointy for my guts. <laughs> so I'm not going to buy it. Comes with a little uh, little Thor's Hammer Mjolnir keychain-y looking mm. thing. Okay, you can buy them at any EB games. Mm. Uh, it's got a Hulk bobblehead, which kind of looks like poo. Woo! Uh, it has uh, a, a th- uh, an Iron Man blueprint of, of like schematic. This case, this one's bum. Yeah. Total bum. Nothing in that makes me want to hand over my dollars. So, and also, each of the special editions come with premium in-game currency. Woo! So it literally looks like a loot crate. Yeah, it's like here's all the random Marvel assorted shit you'll get this month. You know what? You want its total value about nine bucks. So glad I ended with this for your rant. Look, there is totally a problem with collector's editions. Collector's editions have drastically waned over time, right? They have really started to suck a whole bunch of assholes. So what was, what was the last collector's edition you bought, and what did you get from Days it? Gone. Days Gone. Uh, it came with that statue behind me. Mm-hmm. It came with a bandana, some patches, but uh, additional cool little things, right? But for me, the, the whole reason you buy a collector's edition like that is the statue. That statue, it's not brilliant. It's pretty good, though. So the last one I bought was Dark Souls 2. Oh, that's an I got a, I got a big 12-inch statue of the Fahrenheit. looked rad. got a cloth map of Loran or whatever, wherever the hell I was mm. at the time. It's rad. Got got an art book, got a soundtrack. See, it really varies. Because like, look at the God of War one. That one is astounding. Like, that is such a beautiful statue. Look at that Uncharted Nathan Drake behind me. That is also beautiful. You look like you look at the alley one, and it looks like someone may have slightly melted the statue. <laughs> I'm still gonna buy it because I'm a sucker, but it looks like it's been kept in the sun. 
and I understand why because it's just expensive. Yeah. So yeah, like they, the quality therefore declines. Like even even The Witcher Three had a shitty collector's edition. Like you open the box and Gerald's like, dude, like we're cross-eyed <laughs> fighting this weird-looking Griffin. Like it's tough. It's tough to make it look really good. And once I just keep that God of War one is so fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, saying that though, I'm really mad that I didn't get that Death Stranding baby. Yeah, me too. I have such a conflict with collector's editions. <laughs> Ali wouldn't let me get it. She's like, it's too creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we'll keep it in our child's room. Like, I, I didn't buy it, A, because it was a thousand dollar edus. And my wife had been like, that's fucking gross. I'm like, but the story, it's named Bibi and it's awesome. <laughs> and look, I don't know this yet, but in 50 hours, I'm going to cry about it. Multiple times. But anyway, that's, that's enough about what happened this week in the PlayStation. Uh, Max, let's have a chat to the players about dreams so dreams have come true for media molecule it was seized alongside the announcement of the ps4 itself but media molecules finally delivered on its ambition vision for dreams and it's a masterpiece as far as we're concerned but we don't listen that to just push us square, by the way push square oh and me it yeah. is a masterpiece <laughs> uh the title currently commands an impressive 91 rating on metacritic making it one of the highest rated ps4 titles of all time there have only been 12 verdicts so it's possibly said the average could increase or indeed decrease nevertheless it's becoming abundantly obvious that media molecule have delivered a stunner it's the 10th highest rated ps4 game of all time according to metacritic with only hall of famers like bloodborne and god of war above it the game's out now gotta go get it let's put it out there look uh, all right Big thank you to PlayStation Australia for providing us the code for Dreams. Uh, we've had it for a couple of days now. We had it uh, the same day, I think a day before Early Access did. Mm. Uh, so we streamed it on Thursday, had an absolute blast with it. Um, but before we get into the actual discussing your dreams, let's update our fantasy draft. <laughs> so, the numbers are not looking good for me. <laughs> what we did at the start of this year for our fantasy draft, which we did, and then everyone else did. Every podcast ever did a fucking draft. And granted, even I stole this idea from Paul. <laughs> so we, we each would give we each picked eight games for the year. I was The Last of Us, Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, Resident, sorry, Resident Evil 3 Remake, Doom Eternal, Marvel's Avengers, MLB The Show 20, Little Nightmares 2, Predator Hunting Grounds, and Dreams. Max, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Watch Dogs Legion, Ghost of Tsushima, Persona 5 The Royal, uh, Iron Man VR, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines. So as it stands right now, because of Dreams, I'm sitting at a, a score of 92. Now, once again, as we hit the end of the year, we will recalibrate the scores as per that time of the year, um, because that's only fair, because it allows for flux. Uh, and you're on 73. <laughs> And the worst is yet to come because. Well, Legion. Think, it looks like Legion's I, coming though. So I like hope that. Legion comes this year. Otherwise, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm hoping Legion is like the total black horse, and he's just gonna <laughs> take carry me over. Doubt it. But uh, <laughs> uh, Dreams is rad. So we spent about two and a half, three hours with it uh, on stream. Now you've played more of it than that. That's the only time that yeah. I've spent with it. Uh, so we just did dream surfing. Yeah, we just we just dream surfed. So we were chatting time. with the people watching, and there were some excellent people that joined us in the chat, like Multimoo and Blah and Pork, and just all these creators that were just it's so enthusiastic about dreams that were coming in and chatting with with people. Mm, and, that these, were streaming. and these are people that 
have been playing dreams for two three six months yeah like that since the creator mm. uh, creator beta so they were then recommending one for us to check out their own they, ones they were showing us yeah um pork's incredible like silent hill-esque sp- first person as your son refers Oregon. to it the spooky game yeah it was incredible yeah and and to think that he i think he said that he finished it in two to three months so, sorry for context we should explain for those who don't know so dreams at its core <clears throat> is a game engine yes so what you do is you go in there and you can create mini games small games big games it is a great game creation tool hidden behind the guise of a game so by by having it hidden within a game it allows for rel- you know relatively organic creation process mm. because they they've simplified a lot of the a lot of the uh there's no coding it's all in game creation right it's it's really intuitive so it's this new platform that allows you to make cool shit and share it which is the principle that media molecule has followed since little big planet you know create play share and this is this is the personification of that in a bigger true to life like massive fashion but yeah so like the one of the ones we did spend time was with a, was um i forget what it was called sadly but uh yeah uh pork is one of the guys that could create it he had a f- longer name but we just shortened it yeah it is this resident evil uh sorry it's the silent hill first person spooky game set in like an office building uh and it's a ripper it's an absolute ripper so i soft broke it by hiding in a cupboard um <laughs> soft locked yourself inside yeah. a cupboard so you couldn't interact getting back out that was fun that was awesome but beyond the nightmare says dash thank you dash thank you dash yes so if you can you play your own dreams go check it out beyond the nightmare it's awesome so from there we went to these ball like pu- puzzle games to this game where you just launch kittens everywhere that was to you know this beautiful death stranding-esque oh that exploration, that exploration game. Yeah, was incredible it was, uh, constellation i believe yeah, it constellation was was, yeah yeah that's spot on and then there was like a, a wipeout clone oh. and there was just the the scope that is possible within dreams is genuinely gobsmacking right it's I absolutely mean, astounding i mean it's filled with its fair share of copyright infringements oh yeah and whatnot but which, I th- which, which, you know. but i think if you're there with a creative enough mind i don't think there's much that you wouldn't be able to make correct and like because on top of that we're seeing playable games we're seeing videos we're seeing animated shorts the potential yeah, so for it's, this it's, is so yeah, it's massive. not it's not just games you can make music you can make cutscenes. you can make uh stills you can make short films it's it's really robust in what you can create. You're limited only by essentially your own imagination. And it's built within this whole community. So you could create really good streetlights. And then those street uh, those those <laughs> streetlights will then appear could potentially appear in a ton of other games. And you will get credit for it because you help create it. So it's there's from what i'm seeing there is nothing quite like the community driven creation of dreams yeah and i think i think this is definitely going to be made or broken by its community yeah i think if the hopefully the community lives and sticks around and supports itself for quite some time because i think if they all left it would be a huge issue yeah and i think there'd have to be some big breaking shit for that to happen yeah because i know a lot of people that we played a lot of their stuff and it was designed on the pre 
the, the, the pre-release, the, yeah. the, the pre-release, the the creator alpha or creator beta, and they said a lot of stuff kind of broke when the full game released because the full game obviously added all the stuff that wasn't mm. in the creator beta. And they said, hey, we did run into a few issues because uh, the coding changed slightly. So it's good that they the the people are aware of that. But oh man, some of the stuff. And I mean, even if you're not creatively minded, because I'm, I'm, I really want to make something, and I, and I, mm. I will make something. But you have an, a limitless supply of things to do, things to and, look at, things to consume, and it's one of those things that will only grow over time. Like we had a good, like, and and it will also only get better yeah, over time. That was my point. So like, we played pre-release. We played during the the three days, uh, for the, the within the three or four days of early full release access for all people that were on the beta. So we got to see some really cool shit, right? Just before before release. However, now that full release. We and then people that may may have been curious are now jumping in. Give it six months. Give it two months, and we are going to see some really, really cool shit. Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm just like my big goal is so small. I want to build this. Set. <laughs> my big goal is small. <laughs> my big goal is small. I want to build this set in dreams and I want to one day re- like we'll record a podcast as normal but it w- it'll be done within dreams. Like we'll just put the, the audio clip over the video and it'll just be you and me sitting you know these two models just m- moving and, <laughs> and like doing the show. That sounds good. But yeah so have you dicked about in the creator tool? So I've done so there's there's <clears throat> There's a set of tutorials to learn how to use the creator tools to use to learn all the control schemes, how to copy, paste, cut, all that stuff. I've done about two or three of the first tutorials, so very basic stuff. It's this is how you search for items, this is how you place items, this will allow you to rotate it, put it on a different angle, you can copy, you can paste, you can So basically the way it teaches you this is you're essentially building platforms for your character to jump up to collect new items to use to mm-hmm. create your home world. Yes. So there is no. So you do have a a home base kind of like what what are they what are the things that I get so mad at them, but this one I'm okay with. A hub. A hub world. You have your own hub world, which you can deck out and. and so one pretty. of the one of the uh, one of the viewers on Thursday actually invited us to his hub world, Multimoo, and he's like, "See if you can actually get to my house." Because you can die when you uh, go to people's home worlds. They can they can set booby traps and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what not only what people come up with for their for their games mm. or their their movies. There, it'll be yeah. It is a little bit disappointing that there isn't a quote campaign per se, like a single player campaign. Well, there are, but it is primarily the tutorials. So there are deliver. media molecule made dreams. Yeah. Apparently they are fantastic. A lot of the people said recommended us to play. We wanted to play I think it was, ones, I think it was um, arts, I think it's called. Mm. But yeah, we, we wanted to, we wanted to see what the community had. We obviously, we wanted to check out the viewer levels. I mean, dreams was such a good stream. Oh man, I think dreams will really become that when we, when we have and I think they pointed out that there was a Twitch extension so we, they can they can send us levels and we can go send look us at it. levels and we can we can go look at them and well yeah I'm hundred percent I that mean in. it makes it so so interactive for not just you guys but for us as well mm. to be able to for that quick and ease of 
Because, yeah, when there comes a week, we don't like, what the fuck are we going to play this week? Let's just go dick about in dreams. And that's probably what's going to happen. We're let's, gonna- just, let's just dream surf. Let's go do this. Yeah, let's just go find I mean, cool ho- shit to Hopefully play. we can find cooler wrestling games than the one that we've... <laughs> <laughs> like, we did end up in the weird part of dreams, uh, which was fun. Uh, but, yeah. Funnily enough, all the games that we saw were very PG yeah true like we uh, one of the things we've always talked about was there just this forest of dicks in in, I mean, in generally if people can if people have freedom some people abuse that yeah i do if i can draw a dick <laughs> i'm gonna draw a dick and maybe maybe i think we need to be the pop c presents dick forest no call it dick bush <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. Like, look, this is really a first impressions more than a, 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 a full review because yeah. the scope of this game is massive, and we have not had the time with it. Like, you know, yeah, we've I had mean, a couple of days, but it's like it's just not enough. It's really it's not, not enough. Like, it would it would take a couple of days just to surf through all the content that's already there, mm. and that's not even touching on you building your own stuff or yeah, no, it's just. I can't. I can't wait to dream some more. Yeah. So this will really be an ongoing sort of review, I guess, for us because each week we'll spend some more time with it. Another thing I want to do, which is straight up an idea that I've kind of stolen from uh, the Platinum Explosion, is that they are playing all the Impy winners. Mm. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because like they've always been big, uh, big Platinum. Uh, sorry, big Dreams marks because they've been playing it for the longest time. And I was, I was like. Pfft. Oh wait, and then I played. I'm like, all right, what, 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 what? yeah, so, I'm in. So, yeah, I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm in. Uh, like, what's what's these impies, huh? Like, what's these impie awards? Like, how do I how do I get in this? How do I make some 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 impie games? But yeah. So good. Let us know what you are thinking of dreams. As we said, this will this will be a conversation that will continue over the upcoming episodes as we continue to dive deeper and deeper within the game. If you create anything, comment. Let us know what yeah, the dude, level are. Let, we, we, give we, us your creator code. Show uh, you know. Give us the level name. We would love to because as when we, we if we can bank up that the give us inspiration that we can steal. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll bank up all the names of these levels and stuff that we want to go look at, and then when we do have that, that empty week, and we'll go win and we'll play them all. We'll bang them out on stream. Hell yeah, man! Loved it. But yeah, let us know comments below, social medias, all those links in the description. But look, for some people, dreams was was not what they wanted last week, right? There there's something else they were wanting, and they were wanting new games so max what is coming to the players this week in section we call funny enough coming to the players so this is the drop for the week of 18th of february 2020 again caveat this is the u.s blog so some some dates will be different some gates some games may not release at all this week in australia yeah in australia Autobahn Police Simulator 2, PS4 Digital, out February 20th. Didn't they just release the first one? That's a good fucking turnaround. <laughs> Bayonetta, PS4 Digital. Man, Bayonetta's an absolute blast. I might, I might jump on this again. Experience the genesis of the Bayonetta series with the cult classic original action-adventure game. The tantalizing Umbra Witch rises from the depths after the half a millennium in slumber with no recollection of her mysterious past. Immediately thrust into battle, she must vanquish her countless enemies to piece together the truth. There is like this really cool um, uh, black character, I guess. He's just like, damn! I'm like, oh, this guy's so fucking fun. (laughs) 
Bayonetta and Vanquish, 10th anniversary launch, PS4 Digital and Retail. So it's the twin pack of both Bayonetta and Vanquish. I think Vanquish is listed for them. All. I presume so. Bullet Sorrow VR, PSVR Digital, out February 21. Oh, sad bullets. DCL, the game. Oh, it was DLC, the game. <laughs> no, DCL, the game, PS4 Digital Retail. There's a picture of a um, it's, drone. It's a professional drone pilot racing game. Okay. Yep. Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler Bundle. Yeah, Double Dragon! PS4 Digital out Feb 20th. Yeah, read that bad boy. <laughs> We're proud to present to you this compilation of 18 titles from the Double Dragon and Kunio Kun series. Among the 15 Kunio Kun titles, 11 of these had not been released in NA yet. All in the... All the in-game text has been translated to English. Choose between playing the <laughs> choose between playing the original version or the quality up version. Some now, games features the original version only. Dash, who's a big weeb in the chat? Kunio uh, Kun, that's um, River City Rampage and stuff. Yeah, he'll come back to me on that. <laughs> he'll come back here. Dragon PS4 Digital out Feb twenty one. Hunt Showdown PS4 Digital Retail. Savage Nightmarish Monsters Roam oh, the Louisiana Swamp. We're straight swamps. reading this one out. Oh, this is a big one. Hey. Big uh, Savage Nightmarish Monsters Roam the Louisiana Swamps, and you are part of a group's rugged bounty hunters bound to rid the world of their ghastly presence. Hunt's competitive match-based gameplay mixes PvP and PvP elements to create a uniquely tense experience where your life, your character, and your gear are always on the line. You're a bit hard on for this one? Yeah, I played this in early access release. Ooh. It's rad. Katana Kami, PS4 Digital, out February 20th. Nighton Plus, PS4, PS, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Cross Buy. Tried to read ahead on a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> Townsman, A Kingdom Rebuilt, PS4 Digital, out February 20th. Oh, that's interesting. Do you want to read it for you? Sure. Welcome, Your Highness. A vast land awaits you and it's ready to be colonized. Send your architects, your builders to plan and construct a city. And send your craftsmen to cut wood and mine ore. The crown is yours. Guide your people from their first steps in a small village to a massive medieval metropolis. Fuck, that sounds interesting. Vanquish, PS4 Digital. The other half of the Bayonetta Vanquish party. <laughs> <laughs> so Hunt Showdown's big, the big one this week, yeah, Hunt Showdown's pretty big. Uh, obviously, Bayonetta and Vanquish both solid titles yeah man I mean they are 10 years old now but look Bayonetta is is Bayonetta, a given Bayonetta is hard because like we said before they're, they're kind of locked on Nintendo or the newer ones are locked on Nintendo consoles so if you come and play number one here on PS4 you're kind of stuck <laughs> yeah but if they buy it then maybe incentivize mm. them to make more dollar reduce you know what I mean hope so anyways this is where you do the, the next part well I do do the next part don't I, I? Do. not that one I'm not that one no one I shouldn't need it. This PlayStation conversation happened at night. Uh, no, apparently I do. Yeah. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast surfaces, including Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you wish to join us in that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, our Discord, Twitter, Instagram. All the links in the description below. If you want to join that PlayStation conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist where you can join us as we record this show live, just like Dash did, just like MC Wallace. I read that as like, uh, what's the, you know, the Marcel Wallace from from, uh, oh, yeah. from Pulp Fiction. So Marcel Wallace 420 and Clown Pup did. 
much appreciated. Uh, and you can also join us as we play games, like we mentioned, every Thursday, 8 p.m. on uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, as well as our recording our other podcast, The Young and the Wrestlers, our WWE podcast. Now, if you can, we'd love for you to share this PlayStation conversation by uh, you know telling your friends about this podcast, giving it five-star ratings on your social feeds, on, on, your, on the podcast feed of choice, you know, letting people know, getting them involved in this chat is a great place to start. If you want to support us in a more financial fashion, head over to patreon.com slash thepopculturist. Support us at any dollar value. You get no reward. It's just about whether you want to or not. Uh, I'm working on some rewards, but as it stands right now, there's none. But if you want to support us in a, in a fashion sense, head over to popculturist.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. I will be updating some of the designs soon. Uh, one of the other ones, the old ones we have is the Cyanide and Happiness uh, uh, versions of Josh, Dylan, and myself. I've now made a Max. I've made a Gem. So I think I might make specific Cyanide shirts. Like a for That's the players. Actually, it's actually rad. It's for <laughs> the players with you and me. Uh, Young and the Wrestlers with Gemini. And then I'll, I'll make a big five person one as and well. And then the secret the secret that no one knows about with you and Josh. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I'll blur out what the, what the title of that one's going to be. But anyways, thank you everyone for joining us once again. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back this time next week talking more PlayStation-y things. But until then, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Now that's people watching. So yeah, yeah live we yeah. fucked up the <laughs> time slot. But guaranteed Mondays, 8 a.m. podcast, 9 a.m. YouTubes. All right? That's a guarantee. The stream is a bit different though. We will let people know next time though. <laughs> I Will totally, we? I totally forgot about it too. Will we though? For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Carl Dunn, Lee Winterchauvin, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.